solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Texans podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am your one half of your host, John, some sports guy Hickman, and to my side over here, you know who it is, only, only person I rock with, Cody Davis. Let's go, Houston, Texans. We got a lot to talk about today. Yes, sir. And this is going to be one of those quarterback editions of Locked On Texans because on this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans, John and I are going to look into and discuss the return of Tyrod Taylor and whether or not it is a good idea to bring him back out there on the field. And then we're going to close out this latest installment of Locked On Texans. Look, Six games, we had an opportunity to see rookie quarterback Davis Mills. John and I are going to close out this installment talking about some likes and dislikes and, of course, some things that he needs to work on moving forward. But, John, <laughs> like I mentioned, it's the quarterback edition of Locked On Texans, which means it is time to talk about everybody's favorite topic, the show. And I had to do that, man, because look, I do miss hearing that inside NRG Stadium on Sundays. But ladies and gentlemen, let's jump right into it. On Sunday, as a matter of fact, it was reported that the Carolina Panthers have reemerged in trade talks for Deshaun Watson. And it makes a little bit of sense because for those of you guys who don't know, the Carolina Panthers lost their Sunday game against the New York Giants. And things got so bad for the Panthers that they actually benched their starting quarterback in Sam Darnold. And prior to the allegations coming about about Deshaun Watson off the field, the Carolina Panthers was one of the front runners in order to make a trade for Deshaun. However, after the allegations came out, it seemed that the Panthers were moving on from Deshaun. And through the first three games of the season, it appeared that they were at least content with Sam Darnold because he was playing some of the best football of his career. Plus, he had them riding a three-game winning streak. Since the Panthers are now three and four, they are currently riding a four-game losing streak. And John, listeners, to me, these are the type of teams that I would expect to get to try to get their hands on Deshaun Watson with the NFL trade deadline less than a week away. As a matter of fact, it is set for next Thursday at 3 p.m. Central Time. And these are the type of teams I'm expecting to try to get a hold of Deshaun Watson teams like the Carolina Panthers who started off the season really good. They are, they have hit like a, a low point in a season and making a move for Deshaun Watson could not only save their season, but it can also help improve um, their chances of getting into the playoffs. However, on the flip side of things, I'm not too sure that the Carolina Panthers have enough access in order to trade for Deshaun, especially considering that they don't have no type of additional draft picks. They are just stuck with the draft picks that they own. But John, listeners, 
a week before the NFL trade deadline. Unfortunately, we're probably going to talk about Deshaun Watson a little bit more so in the next couple of days because along with the Carolina Panthers, there's the Miami trade talks that's still out there. Of course, I reported last week that the Washington football team can expect to get into the mix because if it's Miami or Carolina, one of those teams going to have to do something with their starting quarterback because the Houston Texans do not want Sam Darnold, just like they do not want Tua. And I reported last week that if Deshaun go to Miami, Tua will be moved to the Washington football team. That is, st that is still an option. Things are about to get a little bit crazy. But as of right now, Texans, Panthers, John, what's your thoughts on that? Well, you didn't shout out P.J. Walker, by the way, who – you know, he got some playing time on Sunday when mm -hmm. Carolina, uh, you know, bitch Sam Darnold. And we know him from his time as the Houston's quarterback at the XFL team. So shout out to P.J. Walker. But I 100% agree. In Sam Darnold's last three games, two touchdowns compared to eight interceptions. Five, sorry, mm. five interceptions. Right? So he's turning the ball over. He's not – he, he's not putting the ball in the end zone. And if you remember, they, they endorsed him. Like when they got him, Sam Darnold, Matt Rule, Joe Brady, Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold. I thought to myself, they think they can probably fix him. In the last few games, and this is no disrespect to Sam Darnold, but he just has not performed as well as he should be. In his last three games, two of those performances against the Giants and the Eagles, was his worst passing performance so far this year. So they're not confident in him, and they have a team to win right now. Like trading Deshaun Watson to Miami, Houston will win in that because you don't immediately make a 1-6 Miami team better. But trading Deshaun Watson to Carolina, Carolina immediately gets better. They win some of those games that they lose. You, you would basically do to Miami in the same situation you were in last year. You know, like great quarterback, maybe some offensive talent around them, but it's too much going on. Capital may be going, can't draft. So now you got to bang on free agents. Like you can do to Miami what you're going through right now. But it's, I think right now it's, it's, it's still a lot of he say, she say. In the sense of, is his camp putting some of this out, or, or other teams doing this to try to, or the Texans purposely doing this? Like, not the conspiracy <laughs> theories, but you, you see him. Like, where's all this actually coming from? But we do know there's some traction behind it. And I do want to mention before moving on, John and listeners, that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if it's Carolina, it doesn't matter if it's Denver, it doesn't matter if it's Miami. At the end of the day, Deshaun Watson still holds that no trade clause and. He has to say so on whether or not the Texans can actually deal him to the best trade package. And look, this situation is very crazy because, of course, in the midst of all this, you still got to keep into consideration that he still have this off-field problem going on. And that is the whole reason why we are sitting here on October 26, 2021, still talking about whether or not Deshaun Watson will get traded or not. Yeah, yeah, and so he has his problems of his own, and Texans got you know everybody got problems right now that they're trying to 
So if I was speaking of that, we got to talk about Tyrod Taylor. You know, eventually Houston is going to have to put him back out on the field. So let's talk about Tyrod Taylor coming up. But first, let me tell you about a great way to save money with an incredible app anyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 cent for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TESTDOWN for NFL or baseball for MLB or hockey for NHL and get a bonus $0.25 cent per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cent cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Thanks for making the Locked on Texans your first listen every day. You know, we've got you covered on all things Texans, but with the trade deadline right around the corner, don't miss our live NFL trade deadline show. Reaction to every move, plus a second half season preview and much more. Catch the show live from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern time, November 2nd on the Locked on NFL YouTube page. I want to highlight that we talked about what Carolina doesn't have compared to what Miami has or doesn't have. I do want to put this out there, and this was confirmed uh, on this is confirmed on Twitter that you can teams can trade three years of draft capital. Mm. So 22, 23, and 24. And we've talked about how it may be a while for Houston to find a quarterback if they really moving on from Deshaun Watson like they're wanting to. Davis Mill doesn't work out. Now, in the next couple of years, not immediately, but 23, maybe, 24, are you going to be able to find a quarterback then? And that's what he sees. I just wanted to add that as well. I mean, that that, that sounds good because I know my boy Bryce Young <laughs> – He's going to be in one of those drafts in 23 or 24. So, you know, maybe I could see him in the Texans jersey. Who knows? But continuing with this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans, look, in the first segment, we talked about Deshaun Watson, and I hate to say it, and some of you fans, I know it hurts, but Watson is the past now. Now we're going to transition here and talk about the present of the Texans starting quarterback, and that's Tyrod Taylor. And for those of you guys who don't know, following the loss to the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday, and David Culley announced it again on Monday, Tyrod Taylor is expected to return to practice on Wednesday. Following that, I had an opportunity to ask David Culley whether or not this means that Tyrod Taylor will have an opportunity to see the field on Sunday when they take on the 6-1 Los Angeles Rams. And he said, as of right now, his status remains questionable. Now, John and listeners, I know some of you guys might hear the return of Tyrod Taylor, and you might be a little bit excited about it because, yes, this is an organization who has lost all six games ever since Tyrod Taylor went down with that hamstring strain against the Cleveland Browns. As a matter of fact, like we all know, the Houston Texans were actually up on the Browns 14-7 when Taylor sustained that injury. However, when I take a look at the – when I take a look at the return of Tyrod Taylor, I'm looking at this from the standpoint of what are the Houston Texans getting out of the return of Tyrod Taylor? And it doesn't have to do with Taylor as a player. It has to do more so with the Texans 
and what their initial goals are for not only this season, but also next year during the draft free agency next season as well. At this point, if Tyrod Taylor goes out there on the field and win a couple of games, that's not going to make the Texans no better than what they already are right now. Plus, on the flip side of that, with the Texans sitting at one and six, that signals to me that this is an organization who is already looking forward to the 2022 NFL draft. And where was Nick Casario on Saturday in Oregon, Oregon, looking at the top overall prospect and Kayvon Thibodeau, who had a phenomenal game on Saturday. And we could go back and forth all we want, but I think Thibodeau is going to be what? No lower than a top three draft pick in next year's NFL draft. On the flip side of things, I'm also looking at this from a standpoint of, to me, we talk about the NFL trade deadline that's coming up. John, listeners, from what I know, nobody is telling me this, but from what I know, And from what I am speculating, I would not be surprised if this is just an idea the Texans are having in order to put Tyrod Taylor out there on the field to show other teams who might need a quarterback in hopes of improving their chances of making the playoffs or whatever the case might be. Putting Tyrod Taylor out there on the football field to show that he is healthy, he's ready to go in hopes of trading him and getting something back in return for his services. Did, did you say Tyrod, are you basically saying Tyrod would jeopardize Houston's future if he played because he won a couple of extra games? Yeah, because cause look, think about it. Answer this question, John. Where do you see wow. Thibodeau? No, no, no. Where do you see Thibodeau going? If the draft was tomorrow, where do you see Thibodeau going? Number one, two, three, four, or five. I think Thibodeau has the potential to go number one. With that alone, if the NFL draft was tomorrow, the Detroit Lions will hold the number one overall pick because they are sitting at 0-7, and the Texans will be – it's going to be a kind of toss-up between them and, ironically, the Miami Dolphins because both of them have the second-worst record at 1-6. I get that, but here's what I'm saying. You know who suffered a lot with the absence of Tyrod Taylor? Brandon Cooks, right? So he wants – he wants Tyrod back out on that field. Uh, I think the tight end dynamic is different without Brandon Cooks. The, the, I mean, without I'm sorry, without Tyrod Taylor. You got veterans on this team. They want to win games. You don't want to be known as the replacements. Like one game, or, like the team that came in after the the complete destruction of the franchise. Grace Deshaun is not playing. JJ's gone. De- DeAndre is two years removed. Merciless is going on, like, and we went one in 17, one in 16. No, they're going to want to win some games. That's number one. Our other, other, uh, other one to look at, I'm sorry, I also want to look at this. Maybe it's time to get Davis Mills out, out of that game. You know, like, we anticipating him playing this year, but I didn't think he was going to have to play this early this much, and hmm. he wasn't necessarily too ready. But he is progressing week by week. We've seen him do things that or maybe he wasn't doing enough of the week prior or consistently. So it could be time to let him sit and then see the field some more. But overall, these vets just don't want to lose games like that. That's not why I came to play football for you guys. 
And I get that, John, but what I would say to that is <laughs> a lot of these guys, a lot of the veterans like Brandon Cook that you just named, they can also be on the move prior to next Tuesday's trade deadline. But Tyrod Taylor signing to me, at least, always seemed like, look, we have veterans on the team who also wants to win, and there is a small chance. There was always a small hope that the Texans can be competitive and win, what, five to seven games throughout this season when you take took a look at the players that they signed this offseason. That was Tyrod Taylor, the, the, the top hope on whether or not this team is going to be competitive. However, when you take a look at this organization, like I just mentioned, he's coming back to a team that's one in six. If Tyrod Taylor wins, what, let's say three games, put it like this, John. Will Tyrod Taylor, him coming back, will that put the Texans in playoff contention? Not at all. So what are the Texans doing? So now you're going to fall from, let's say, top top three in the draft all the way down to what? Let's say eight, nine, or ten. And remember, this, this is a draft that's not many, as much star power as the one game, last year. Even with Tyrod Taylor, they got one more game in them. They're not going to – come on. They're they not dropping I think, past I think, five. When you they're take a look, the Texans still got a game against the Jets. They still got another date with the – Jacksonville Jaguars, and there's another winnable game. I can't remember. There's at least three winnable games right now that the Texans have. They're not winning that many games. And I also think, I said this before, I think by the time Houston plays Jack, Jacksonville the second time, the second time, excuse me, Jacksonville is going to be a much better team and it was may win that game. I think so, at least. I'm still holding on to that. Trevor Lawrence has looked better and better each week. But they're not going to win that many more games with or without Tyrod. So it makes sense to play him, I, I think, because you. what message are you sending to this locker room? We're going to lay down and, and, and just forfeit and quit? No, I, don't, I don't think that's a locker room you would want to send that message to with your first-year head coach, room full of young guys and vets that you got to find a way for them to believe in you. I don't think that's a good message. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all of the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball season, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto store to stock all the parts your car needs. Save time and money with Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? A Honesty fuel pump is 353 from a chain store, but 216 from Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do it yourself for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on Texans in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com.
As always, thank you guys for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. We love you. Now make your second listen to Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all platforms. I mean, Davis has been fine. I've been happy with Davis. When he has protected the ball, he's done everything that we've asked him to do. Yesterday we had a a sack fumble that happened that he's got to be able to protect the ball on. But other than that, uh, he's been handling the offense the way we want it handled. There's been some things that we needed him to do that he hasn't done, but that's what some rookies do. But for the most part, I've been very happy with how he's handled things. That was Houston Texans head coach David Cully on yesterday. I had an opportunity to ask Cully what was his evaluation um, by looking at Davis Mills through these six games ever since he took over for the injured Tyrod Taylor. Um, And you guys heard it, you know. And to me, John and listeners, when you take a look at the sixth game Davis Mills played, um, there's still a possibility that he could be the team starter come Sunday against the Los Angeles Rams. But to me, it just seems like Davis Mills was a quarterback where the Texans say, we just need you to do A, B, and C. And he went out and did it the best to his ability. Right. And if <laughs> you know what's funny, wait, are we no way the Texans should put Tyrod Taylor out his first game back against the Rams? No way. I, I, and I'm sorry to say that for the rookie, but <laughs> the rookie just got in the league. He, he got some time. Tyrod, I mean, was wearing tear. For his first game to be against the Rams, no I way. Mean, I'm I, I on think. The field. Well, I mean, I kind of agree, and you know, I kind of think you know, Davis Mills be okay because you know, Davis Mills just just played against play JJ Watt, and and, the, and remind you, time for Tyrod Taylor before he jump out there, you got to keep in mind that that offensive line isn't as good as it was through those first six games, through the first six quarters of the season. I want to throw that out there as well. So right. I'm Tyrod. I'm like, ah, you know. I'm, I'm starting to feel a little. Is I'm starting to feel a little tingle just by the week. I'm gonna pick up the team some barbecue for, for <laughs> vacation. I'm not but, playing against them, but you know the six games Davis Mills played ever since taking over for Tyrod Taylor. If I had to grade his performance, John, I would. I, I think I would give him a C plus because look, he showed some good, showed a lot of bad. But the one thing I want to keep in mind, and you know me, I like to look at things and put it in perspective. We knew there was a possibility we was going to see um, Davis Mills at some point throughout the season because we we could never depend on the health of Tyrod Taylor. But as you mentioned in the second segment, we did not think it was going to be this early. And this was a guy who was thrown into the line of fire. There was times where we know so damn well he was not ready. But at the same time, we got to keep in mind, out of those six games that he played, there was at least two games where we came here on this show, especially I. He didn't look like he was the best rookie quarterback through the 2021 draft class when you compare him to the likes of Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. And my God, the, the, the Chicago Bears are doing Justin Fields a disservice. My, oh, my God. Um, even Mac Jones, there was, there was at least one game where he actually looked better than Mac Jones. Um, the game he played Mac Jones. Yeah, actually the game that he actually played Mac Jones. But I think when you take a look at everything in perspective, you got to come away and just give him a C plus because like I just mentioned, we did not expect for him to go out there in the line of fire this soon. So you're looking at him as far as what he did so far. I, mm-hmm. I want to talk about what I want to see from him moving forward. 
Let's, let's get right to it. Your offense can't score eight points in two games, eight combined points in two games. And I saw the funniest tweet. Somebody tweeted. I wish I had that the, the tweet in front of me so I can give that person credit. But the guy tweeted, did the Texans score five points in honor of the Astros? Because the Astros won their game. They had the five. And the Texans only put up five. Okay. I thought that tweet was funny. But you can't. Moving forward, you guys got to score points. Like, the next thing for you to do as a quarterback before they bring back Tyrod, if they ever do, is go out there and score some points, man. You did it very well against the New England Patriots. And we were looking at you a little bit differently. And, I, and I've seen some things where you're going through your second and third read. I've seen that out of Davis Mills a couple of times. And that's what's, that was one of the things that, that I wanted to see out of him when we start this entire discussion a couple of weeks ago. Like He got to go through those progressions. I was seeing him do it. I was seeing him use his feet. His pocket awareness improves. And a lot of these things he needs to be more consistent in, but there has been some uh, progression there. You got to score points, man. You got to score points. Prior to Sunday's game, Houston was the seventh best third down team in the NFL. Like one of the rare good things this team can do. Well, all of a sudden you're stopping now. Can't you can't get a first down? You can't sustain drive. Yeah, your, your, your defense is going to give up 30 points when your your offense has not been able to score points and give it give that team an opportunity to win games and they got to be able to fight and respond to other teams scoring as well. I do agree with that last point. He does need to be a quarterback who can respond to other teams scoring points. But John. Really quick before we close out the show, how much of the struggles that we saw th- saw in Davis Mills is the fact that that offensive line is terrible? Because, by the way, by the way, this is not – look, we saw what Deshaun Watson could do with a terrible offensive line. The, the, the young man still looked damn good. But at the end of the day, Davis Mills a, is no way in hell as talented and as gifted as Deshaun Watson. He seems like a quarterback who needs a damn near perfect – offensive line in order to go out there and be successful and when you take a look at when you when you take out that game against the buffalo bills they had a lot going against them you know with the weather and all this other stuff the offensive line was still pretty good laramie Tunsil was still there titus Howell was still looking pretty good justin Britt was healthy and i believe marcus cannon was still pretty healthy as well davis mills was still able to go out there and show some promise ever since that offensive line started falling apart Davis Mills had looked like a completely different quarterback. I just wanted to throw that out there because that's why I say, even with the conversation that we had with with Tim Kelly on yesterday, it's kind of hard to say Tim Kelly should be fired and Davis Mills, you want to see X, Y, and Z when a big portion of the struggles we have seen through the last two games has been because this offensive line has been nicked up through the injuries, which have made them look God awful. Uh, They have looked bad. They look bad, but, even still, right? I get that. I, I totally do, but you gotta score more. You can't get outscored 100, I think seven on the road to eight. Mm-hmm. That can't happen. That can't happen. You gotta score some points. We're not we're not exactly mad at that you're losing these games, but eight points in the last two games alone, being on the road. That's not good. That is not good whatsoever. I'm Johnson Sports Guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook. Also, take those same 
fingers of yours, go over to YouTube and follow us, subscribe, like, and comment on YouTube as well at Locked On Texans. Follow me on Twitter at Some Sports Guy. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are locked on Texans. Your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.